Hi, welcome to another edition of My Inner Torch, podcast number two. Thank you for taking the time to uh, be with me today, and I appreciate you coming back. As I said in my first podcast, I was going to be talking about something called emotional sandcastles. And you might be thinking, what is an emotional sandcastle? In my mind, I think about an emotional sandcastle like a child on the beach playing close to the shore. They build this beautiful sandcastle. They really take time to build it, only to lose it to the incoming tide. And that's what an emotional sandcastle is to me. It's building this beautiful sandcastle. Everything is going pretty darn good. And all of a sudden, something triggers the rage of your significant other with BPD. And they send a wave to basically wash your emotional sandcastle away. This has happened to me countless times. That's why I thought about it. It kind of reminded me of the futile effort of that child on the beach trying to outpace the tide because inevitably they won't be able to. The sandcastle will be washed away by the incoming tide, by the waves. And that's what I feel like I'm doing in my relationship with my wife of almost 18 years is building emotional sandcastles and they may last for a little while. The tide may not come in, but inevitably you know that somehow, some way, that beautiful sandcastle that you've built, that you feel is really going your way and it's, you know, you're taking the time to embellish it and you're taking the time. It's like an ice sculpture, an ice sculpture that we all know will eventually melt. Of course, an ice sculpture may take longer to melt, but the emotional sandcastle, it gets washed away in a rage. And then frequently what happens is you go right back to square one. Now you have to make that choice rebuild or go away, go to another beach, go somewhere else, end the relationship. And what I find interesting is, is that most of us who are in relationships with somebody with BPD, it's so funny that the person with BPD seems to want to end the relationship, even though they actually don't want to, because again, it's almost like an oxymoron. They say one thing, but they mean another. It's it's kind of a strange, strange thing. But, you know, why don't we end the relationships? If the borderline is constantly pushing us away, why don't we take the cue? Maybe they know that they're not, that we won't take the cue. Why are borderline people, borderline personalities, why are they called emotional vampires? Why are they called parasites, emotional parasites? Well, I think the reason for that is, is that they drain you. They, they like a vampire draining you of your life blood. A person with BPD is going to attach themselves to you like a parasite and basically like a tick, just take everything that they can from you, all your resources. And then eventually somewhere down the line, um, they will do things that will make you question the relationship and they will push you to the limit and either they will discard you or you might discard them. But more often than not, I find that 
most people who are on those electronic bulletin boards talking about how difficult their lives are with people with borderline are people that are not discarding. My wife was married three times prior to our marriage. This is her fourth marriage. And I find it interesting that the three husbands before me, they actually did the discarding. Uh, but for me, um, I am not discarding. I'm hanging in there. And that's what I talked about in my first podcast as to why, why do we hang in? You know, if you look at a lot of the bulletin boards out there, a lot of them, you see people saying, oh my gosh, you know, I can't believe that uh, my girlfriend did this. My wife did that. My husband did this. My husband did that. But yet for some reason we stay in the relationship. You know, I love him. I love her. You know, I, I, I see her pain. I want to help her. I just want to help her. What does that say about us? Are we enablers? Are we codependents? Are we caretakers? Are we all of those things? Why? What does it say about us? Do we value ourselves as people if we're willing to put up with what is basically emotional abuse? You know, the interesting thing is, is that I used to always wonder why people stayed in physically abusive relationships. It, it, it just blew my mind that, you know, people would be with somebody who would hurt them, but yet I'm in a relationship with somebody who's hurting me. Maybe they're not physically hurting me, but they are emotionally hurting me. And sometimes you have to think about what's worse. I mean, a punch. Yeah, that hurts. That smarts. But what about emotional abuse? Emotional abuse, in my opinion, stays with you a lot longer than physical abuse. Now, of course, yeah, physical abuse can manifest itself in many different ways. I mean, broken bones, uh, bruises, black eyes, uh, terrible things, but those eventually heal. And yes, they do leave scars in our psyche. Definitely. No doubt about it. But emotional abuse that really hurts. I mean, it goes right to your core. So again, back to the emotional sandcastle, why do we always kind of rebuild that sandcastle? Why are we like ants who, if they, if their burrows are destroyed, we go back and they go back and rebuild them again, you know, just tirelessly. Well, I guess to survive, but why do we as humans put up with emotional abuse with people discarding us, people going, no contact people saying horrible things to us, gaslighting us, making us believe in their distorted reality, allowing them to split going from white to black. Our, our emotional stock is high. And then the next day it's, it's nothing. Why do we allow that? Why? And that's the challenge that I think these podcasts are going to pose. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to sugarcoat this. You know, I appreciate all the electronic bulletin boards out there, all the forums that help people like me and you who are, for lack of a better word, surviving this war of BPD. But I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, it's okay. You know, go back and do this or go back and do that. Or here are several tactics that you can do you know, to try to work with the person with BPD. If anything, these podcasts are designed to rebuild your self value. So you believe 
in yourself, that you have emotional value, that you are better than that. And so I'm not prescribing to people to leave their significant others, to end their marriages, but I want you, like I'm learning to be, to be present, to say, you know what? Okay, I'm going to put up with this because obviously I'm putting up with it, but I do have value. I am a good person. I am not the reason for their pain. I'm not the reason for my wife's pain. My wife's pain started years before she ever knew me. And no matter what she says, I'm not the reason for her life not turning out the way she wanted it to. If anything, I tried to make her life better as her, I guess, constructive partner. I think that's another term that they use. Um, I tried to teach her. I tried to show her that there was good in this world. But unfortunately for somebody who sees black and white, it's very hard for somebody with BPD to see something white and to continue to see something white. And then maybe it might go a shade of gray. Well, when an emotional person or emotionally dysregulated person with BPD, they basically go from one end of the Richter scale to the other. They either are all black or they're all white. So if anything, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to instill in you, which is what I try to instill in me, that we are good people. We're trying to exercise demons from the person with BPD. And I have to say, unfortunately, I don't think that's possible. I have not been able to exercise the demons from my wife. I've not been able to show her that the world is not a black place. And so I failed in that mission. But again, I come back to asking myself the question, why, if my wife, who has expressed a desire for me to pull the trigger on our marriage, to file the divorce papers, she tried doing it to me, I didn't respond. And now she's asked me to basically put the marriage out of its misery. Why haven't I expedited that? Why haven't I done that? Why, when I know in reality that probably we don't have a future, that now I have been discarded, why do I seem to hold on to some little, little measure of hope? Why do I continue to go forward? When it's very painful. Your thoughts and comments to my inner torch at gmail.com. I would welcome them. I welcome your feedback. Whether you think what I'm saying is complete nonsense or whether you can take some value from what I'm telling you from my own personal experiences and whether you can share some of yours. And I would be very happy to share experiences that other people have gone through on this forum. This is not a forum for somebody with borderline personality disorder, as you can probably tell. This is a forum for survivors. This is a forum for people who are engaged with somebody that has BPD, or at least who they think has BPD. This is not a witch hunt against people with BPD. Everybody has their place in this world. But there's so many resources for people that have BPD, and I didn't think that there were a lot of resources for those of us who are dealing with somebody who we care about who has BPD. So 
you know, I wish I could understand my wife better. I wish I could understand somebody with BPD better. And maybe through this forum, we can all learn something. We can all share because that's what this is about. My inner torch at gmail.com. So remember, you know, you can make the most beautiful sandcastle. You can work on your relationship and it can be going really fantastic and really great for a short period of time. But inevitably, we have to prepare ourselves for the tide to change, for that one wave to come and wash it all away. And how do we deal with that when that wave does come? And in what form does that wave come? Does it come in splitting? Does it come in rage? Does it come in discarding? And inherently, it is up to us whether we choose to rebuild that emotional sandcastle. And if we do, how many times are we going to do that? This is my inner torch. And I look forward to speaking with you again. Be well. And in whatever you do, be good. <laughs>